Episode 331, The Rant, Sean McCann, a Long Island legend. His pursuit in growing the game of flag football one day at a time. Back in April 2021, Sean and I reluctantly started communicating and ultimately started working together. His story is incredible. In this pod, we discuss his early life playing basketball, his love of sports, his deep love of flag football, his start in making the league Long Island Legends, and what the future holds. All that and more, my conversation with Sean, now. The Rant has been brought to you by Geo Studios, now open. They are located one block south of Westbury Train Station in the heart of Long Island, New York. Looking to bring your art or event to life? Trying to record a podcast? Enjoy six rooms of studio space to create audio and visual content. It also includes an 800-square-foot cyclorama wall studio, a state-of-the-art recording studio, three breakout rooms for four to six people each, which include a green room and lounges, a quality surround sound with six speakers and studio lighting, and most importantly, two on-site restrooms. You know I need my restrooms. Book your space today. For more information, find us at geoevents.com. The Rant has been brought to you by Long Island Legends U, the premier youth flag football league on Long Island. Calling all ages from 4 under to 18 and under, both boys and girls. Sign up as a team or a free agent. Expect pictures, social media posts, full game weekly highlight videos, and much, much more. Fall season for 2021 is rapidly approaching. Sign up today. To register, visit LegendsU.com or follow us on Instagram at LILegendsU. Legends are not born they are created. Welcome to another edition of The Rant. I'm your host, Ralph the Ref. I'm with a super special guest, head honcho of the Long Island Legends Flag Football League out in Long Island. Also, there's a little conglomerate in New Jersey. He's been steadily expanding um, for about almost 10 years, um, somebody that I deeply admire for for his persistence in, in doing what he wants. He's trying to be as successful as, as he possibly can be. Mr. Sean McCann, how are you, my friend? How you doing, man? Yeah, we socially just, I can't even I touch you. <laughs> I got um, long arms, so that's good. Yeah, man. Well, welcome to <laughs> the- How's everything going, man? Yeah. Everything is good, man. Welcome to the Chop Shop. Yeah, man. Excited to be on here. Um, you know, I've been listening to a few, so, uh, you know, love what you're doing, too. But, um, yeah, man, just, uh, you know, staying busy, uh, you know, looking forward, always, you know, looking towards the future trying to build something new, yeah. build, build something big. Uh, obviously we have something in the works as well. Yep. So, um, but, uh, you know, you got to just stay motivated, stay, uh, stay working every day, you yeah. know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, no, every I def- day. I definitely say that, um, I didn't know Sean very well. We just, uh, started talking and I definitely grew a, a kindred spirit, mutual respect just for the grind. I think just somebody that looks at 25 hours a day, eight days a week type of work ethic, um, it really impresses me. So I'm, I'm really happy to get you on the show. And I'm, I'm really honored to uh, tell your story, man. Nonetheless, welcome to the show. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm not excited. Uh, like I said, excited to be on here. But, um, you know, basically uh, a few of my friends, they wanted to start a flag football league. So um, I was literally just hanging out in some, one of my friend's basements, <laughs> uh, just chilling, you know. And uh, this was 2011. And my friend comes in. He's How like, were you at the time? <sighs> Uh, 10? 22, 22, 22. Yeah, 10 years. Now. Wow. <laughs> now, nah, yeah, 20, 22, I believe. Um, actually 21, sorry, 21. And then 
basically, so that idea came about before it actually started. And the guy, my friend was like, oh, uh, you guys just came home from a flag football game. Uh, you know, I have an idea. We should start a league. And he really was into it. And he was like, you guys in, you guys in. And this time I've like, I haven't been involved in business at this point. Like I'm straight out of college, um, party, you know, just all partying, you know, nothing. I would hope when you're 21. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a little different times back then yeah. too. You know, mm -hmm. college now is like completely different, but I mean, um, because, because of a pandemic because of everything, and the pandemic right. and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But um, either way, uh, you know, he said, you know, you want to start a, start a, start a league, start a flag football league. We're like, all right, cool. You know, let's do it. So we had no idea what we were getting into. Um, obviously in the beginning it was a little like weird and rough cause it was like, all right, what are we doing? You know, we're trying to figure out like, um, how to start it up, like what steps to take. We've never like been involved in any leagues, uh, never run any type of business at that point. So, uh, it was a little different and I was like, uh, you know, a lower percentage equity guy. So one of four partners. So I, I kind of had my role with the media, uh, social media videos, um, you know, more of the interactive like media stuff, uh, that you see now, um, that was definitely like me back then. Um, but you know, I wasn't really involved in a lot of the stuff, uh, behind the scenes and things like that. So we had a good, uh, you know, team for a while, uh, seven years, seven years in, then it was like, all right, what are we going to do? You know, kind of move forward. Um, so I decided to just really revamp it, buy it out, um, and just, you know, uh, turn it into something that was more, uh, personable, more interactive, um, something with like more highlights, you know, um, uh, priorities, always videos, getting as many videos as we can, um, literally want to get every play. So our highlight videos now are like two plus hours long. Um, so we're really just focused on multi different, uh, categories, um, experiencing, you know, uh, what the players want and then kind of giving them, uh, a little feedback and trying to improve for the future. So whether, whether it's, you know, improving fields or improving like different facets of the business. It, uh, it really has to like, you know, um, just always be focused on like the next thing and just keep improving and doing the right thing. So, uh, always got to look out for the players, the players best interest. And, uh, from there, everything will really work itself out. You know? Yeah. yeah listen, I'll, I'll say that I've always had a preconceived notion about Long Island legends only because I didn't really know anything. I didn't know anybody that was in it. So it was definitely a, a breath of fresh air once I met you because I realized how many times you could have quit. You could have stopped. You could have things went awry and you ended up just overcoming that only just by your sheer persistence, your yeah. your knack to stay alive and be successful. But, you know, before we even talk about the origins of Long Island Legends, I want to talk about, you know, we're taping this on April 26th on Monday. Um, we just had a flag football Sunday. Um, it's different during the pandemic. And I don't know how you have been you know, charting your course to just survive, especially like in the beginning of the pandemic, going back to last March. Right. I guess I want to ask you first, how's your family holding up during this whole time of pause? How's you, how are you holding up? And, you know, going back to those times in March 2020, which I'm sure you were basically trying to start your your spring 2020 season. Um, when was the moment that you took all of this real serious, that the shutdown really affected your league? Um, yeah. So basically, uh, you know, just want to start off. Everyone's healthy. Um, you know, that's the, that's the main thing, uh, just being safe, being smart about it, uh, staying healthy, uh, taking the correct measures, uh, with the whole pandemic going on just to continue, uh, play. And, uh, obviously a very appreciative to actually be able to play right now, um, because it is an outdoor sport, it's flag football. So, um, you know, it's just, you know, trying to be safe and smart about everything. 
Um, but you know, back in March, uh, <laughs> when we first, uh, you know, I, I think I, you know, it was like two years ago when I really just focused on starting to revamp everything. So we were only like less than a year in, uh, maybe only like two seasons I got in and I was really excited. I was like, all right, you know, I'm buying this out for a reason, uh, coming in, trying to expand, trying to go to different cities. Um, you know, that was like my main goal. I really wanted to bring the same experience that I didn't get when I was 21 and 22 and 23 playing flag football to guys nationwide, um, the same experience that they get now. And I really wanted to fix it internally first uh, because Long Island and New Jersey, uh, they're really, you know, uh, my number one priority is to start because uh, that's where we started. That's, you know, I'll never forget like where we kind of started everything up. And then, you know, really got to, you got to fix internally before you can kind of expand outwards. So that was where we were uh, kind of just focused on. We were, we were, you know, really worried about just uh, internally first. And then when we finally were able to fix everything and improve and show changes, that's when we kind of was like, okay, now we're ready to go. We can expand, you know, nationally and really get to every city, bring this to that average Joe sitting on the couch who doesn't really get a chance to, showcase his abilities. Um, you know, he could be the best athlete in all of California, but he doesn't get a chance um, because he plays in these leagues where, you know, you get a couple promo videos for the best teams, but, you know, maybe the five-man C team or the five-man D team could have, like, the best athlete or the best player, you know, out there. So guys don't get to see it. So it's really cool to kind of bring that to the stage um, with the videos and YouTube and everything like that. Um, but back to what you were saying with March um, of last year, uh, when COVID first hit, it was like, oh shit, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You know, I was like, okay, all right, now what? Um, it was about a week before the season. I was sweating it. I was like, all right, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Uh, we only had about like two or three seasons in. We just had a, literally just had a tournament, like maybe a week or two before it got really like into America and it was rolling around. It was like, okay, all right. You know, kind of like pause, like let's chill. Um, and I decided to, you know, call it. So I called the spring season. I was like, that's it. Like, you know, uh, everything's, I didn't even give a date, like when we're going to come back. Cause I was too worried about everyone's safety. Um, the last thing I want to do is get someone sick or, you know, anything like that. Even a referee, I was very worried about referees, uh, that, that worked for me. And, um, that was my number one concern, honestly. Um, but to be honest, uh, I had to find a, a way to really just like to keep, keep everyone happy, but also continue to move forward and, that's when I became, uh, you know, invested in like the gamer market. Mm. And that really held me down for like a little bit um, with the gaming tournaments. Um, excuse me. With the, uh, with the gaming tournaments, uh, we started up with a Madden tournament. And I was like, all right, week before the season, like I'm about to tell all these guys they're not going to play football for I don't know how long, you know? So it's like, all right, shit. So at that point, I'm like, all right, what can I do to keep them happy, right? So I was like... Let me host a Madden tournament. You know, I play Madden all the time. Um, I'm I'm pretty solid. I play with your team, actually, the Ravens. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> Love that. Yeah, Lamar Jackson, you know, the big trust. He's good for a video game. I don't know if he's good for uh, real life because he always um, builds me up to break me down. Yeah, I mean, he's young. You got to realize yeah, that too. Like, I do. You know, and he's, uh, you know, he's be, he's been overshadowed a little bit by Patrick Mahomes yeah. uh, and his development, but Lamar Jackson is absolute stud. Mm -hmm. Um you know, even in real life, he hasn't really reached his uh, potential yet. Mm -hmm. And that's scary because he's already done so much. Yeah. Um, he hasn't had the best, you know, maybe 
playmakers all around him. You know, he's had a few, but not like uh, the Chiefs do where they have, you know, Kelsey, you know, Hill, Tyree Kill, who's like, you know, the fastest guy in the league. Uh, uh, who else? Uh, Sammy Watkins, you know, Mecole Hardman, like all these guys, you know, even the running backs now with uh, CEH, all studs. Um, either way, um, but uh, back to the gaming part, I kind of got off a little topic there, but, um, you know, it was really cool. Uh, I got 40 guys in the Madden tournament. It was maybe two days that I, I launched it on a Friday. I said, all right, guys, we're not going to play football this season, last year, spring season. Um, so, you know, here's a Madden tournament. Who wants to play? So it was like $40 entry, you know, cash prize. Uh, so I got 40, you know, 41, 42 people. Um, you know, I would say like 95% Long Island Legends guys. Um, and that was the beginning of that part of it. And I just did gaming for so long after that uh, until the football was back. So mm. um, it was keeping guys competitive. Uh, I recently saw like Joe Judge when that was going on. Uh, football coach, you know, shout out to the G men. That's my squad. Obviously, you know that, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, I saw him, he was like preaching to his team. Like, uh, we want to get you guys competitive during the pandemic. So I want you guys to play, you know, whatever games you want to play online, just stay competitive. So the guys were playing like Warzone and Madden and, you know, whatever they were playing. So it's like a cool market to be in the competitive market. And that's kind of how I was like trying to keep guys happy. Um, keep them distracted, you know, still kind of give them a little interactive uh, entertainment. Um, and it's actually, you know, turned into something like pretty solid now. But, you know, uh, that's what I had to do. You know, it's like I had to come up with something, uh, I, no business plan. It was like. I, I mean, no one yeah. could possibly have predicted what <laughs> no. would have happened. At that time, going back, yeah. I know that there was a, a huge appetite that they wanted to at least you know, have that season, some semblance of even if it was a shortened situation. And I just knew it wasn't possible because of all of the restrictions that New York had. And, you know, at that time, March and April, the sky was falling. So was it something that you felt the pressure from the players? Like we got to figure out something and, and you knew in your heart of hearts, you couldn't do it. Yeah. You know, obviously leading up to that day, that week before it was like, okay, you know, like everybody's texting me. Everybody's like, when it's going to are we going to be delayed? Is it going to stop? Are we going to play? And definitely feeling pressure from guys, but you can't make a decision based on what everyone wants. Right. You can't make everyone happy. You gotta, I mean, you won too. You wanted to. I, want, you I wanted it more than anybody. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, you know, it's not like I wanted to stop playing, but at the same, at the same token, it's like, you know, I know, like, I know you guys want to play, but it's not, not possible, it's not smart. Yeah. You know, it's like, at this point, we don't know what's going on. You know, we don't know how to prevent it. We don't know, like, all these different factors. Like, now we have a better idea. But, you know, but back then it was like, oh, shit. Like, what do we do, you mm -hmm. know? And, um, you know, I just had to make a tough decision. And sometimes that's what it's about. You got to make tough decisions. Um, and, you know, I had to make a tough decision today about this past weekend. I won't really talk about the details, but um, it just happens. You know, it happens in business. And you just got to move forward. And, uh, you know, you're always going to have... 10% of like what happens to you. Right. But like 90% is what, how you respond to it. And basically that's how like I kind of been living my life lately and just like crushing it, you know, going left and right. Like I'm not even, you know, just like, I, I'm just very focused on like the business aspect of everything now. So I kind of have just like a different motor that's like kicking in. It's like, all right, you know, pump this out, get interactive media videos, uh, get a cool video guy, um, I don't know, just like anything we can do to really give that stage to Long Island. Um, you know, shout out to all the eight man, eight teams in LA legends, you know, five man, eight teams, 
Um, that's like the top competition, uh, all the way to the five man D, which is, you know, guys that maybe starting out, um, you know, they just, you know, not as, uh, synced up as some of the other teams. So, um, you know, it all, it all starts somewhere. You know, I always tell guys like, you know, Ray Lewis did it best when he had that playoff video. It's like, you know, um, you know, this is more than football. You know, if we bring this out, out of here, there's more pain, you know, stuff like that. And, uh, you really have to just focus on, you know, the next step. Uh, if you're, if you're still focused on the loss that you might've got eliminated from the playoffs and you don't want to play again, you're all yelling at each other. It's like, you know, the new England Patriots, Tom Brady, he didn't start at the top. You know, mm. he started as like a little shrimp out of college that nobody even like considered, you know, he was like, he wasn't prospected. He wasn't like looked at, but he just, he, he probably is like the hardest worker in the sport of football. Um, I, I can't think of anybody that tops him, you know, just like the amount of time he's been involved with it. Uh, and it shows success, you know, that's, that's kind of like a, a good inspiration to everybody in football, whether it's flag football, NFL, youth, anyone, you know, it's just like, wow, like this guy's still playing. He's got a whole family you know, he's got to worry about everyone like this. He's got his own business now and he's still like, he wants to play and he wants to get people better around him. And that's like what it's about. Yeah. You know? He's, he's the archetype of, of just uh, ultimate elite success, but I don't know why you keep tugging on my heartstrings. You're talking about Ray Lewis. You're talking about Lamar Jackson out <laughs> yeah. here. This guy really knows how to. I didn't even realize that actually. <laughs> when I said Ray Lewis. Just... See that little boy right there? He was born the same day that they won the second Super Bowl. So wow, it was that's meant awesome, to be. man. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely meant to be. Yeah. Um, well, but... He's probably seen a lot of highlight videos. Oh, Super yeah. Bowl highlight videos. Yeah. Well, he's just brainwashed, so he doesn't know any better. So you he probably just... know uh, Mark Clayton? Yeah. Of oh course. yeah, so he's played in my Madden tournaments a oh, few yeah? times. Yeah, and he's brought like a few friends of his into the Madden tournament. So he was a big time Raven when uh, yeah. they had Flacco. Yep, uh, who's from Delaware. Right. Um, I went to school in Albany, so I think it's like, you know, they were always like visiting each other. So I was always like, you know, going to Delaware. Someone's coming to Albany. Mm -hmm. But um, either way, yeah, it's cool. It's uh, it's definitely like. You know, Ravens, uh, Ravens world, and we're just living it, right? So. I mean, I, I'm still waiting for another championship, but I think I can buy another 10 years because of our success. Because sure. a lot of people haven't seen a championship, aside from the Giants. Like, the Jets fans, they haven't seen, a lot of them haven't seen it. I've seen it as an adult twice, so right. I feel pretty good about my life. But yeah. you know, going back to you, I know around, I want to say, and, and I'll just try to juxtapose my own personal situation. Back in March 2020, same thing like me. I was full force basketball. I was getting ready for baseball. I was getting ready for lacrosse and, of course, flag football. But everything shut down, right? You definitely can't right. do any of those indoor sports. So yep. Indoor is like off limits at that point. I always knew the first shoe to drop would be those outdoor sports. So literally the first sport that I ended up refereeing, which I was still reluctant at the time. I'd say it was around July okay. when I started refereeing flag football again. That was about when we started to get back into Talk about too, yeah. like what you were doing in terms of like – all of your connections and trying to figure out and being persistent and, and just being on top of it of when you were going to have a discernible bath of getting back and then all of, all of a sudden ultimately getting that that answer from you know Governor Cuomo saying that we're going to have specific low-risk sports, one including flag football, For sure. will be able to play. What did you feel like and, and what was that like during that time in July 2020? Um, you know, it, it, was a, it, it was a lot of time off. You know, obviously March, April, May, June you know, four months of just nothing and literally no updates. No, I don't know what to do. You know, it's like, you know, in terms of like football, it was like, I don't know what to tell people yet. You know, they're like, Oh, are we back yet? Are we back? It's like, I don't, you know, no, not that I know of, you know? So all that time you, were you ever thinking like, we might have to fold this whole thing? 
No, um, I think that the gaming part of it and the aspect of it and me just like buying it out like a year before that, I was like, you know, I'm still in it for the, the right. haul. Mm-hmm. I'm not like giving up on, you know, what we have, um, you know, cause it was really like, you know, when it, when it, when it kicked, it was like, okay, I'm not really sure where it's going to go now. I just bought it out. It's like, I invested so much into it. It's like, oh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I always stayed persistent. Uh, you know, it kind of shows like as soon as I was ready to, uh, tell the guys that there was going to be no football, I came up with like the Madden thing and I was like, okay, let's keep them happy with this. So it was like, always trying to just adapt you in this world. Like, you know, if you're around now and you're listening to this, you've probably adapted at some point, you know, like, you know, you, you have to just keep adapting to the world around you and just worrying about like what you can control and then move forward. So I, you know, that's what I, that was my mindset. And when it finally hit and I was like, Oh shit, we can play. And I posted like a nice story on Instagram and everyone's like, Oh shit, we back. And like everyone started (laughs) reposting it, you know, Jersey, Long Island. Um, and everyone was excited. Everyone was psyched, you know? So I just had to take the proper measures at that point to, make sure that it was possible that we continue to play and we didn't run into any issues. So uh, a lot of management of the fields, uh, a lot of management of uh, the, the precautions that you have to take, obviously, in New York State. Um, and, you know, I try to keep everything in one location uh, and spread out the times all the time just because it was like more, it was easier for me to manage at that point. And it wasn't smart to have multiple locations at that point because it was like, you know, I kind of want to make sure that everyone's, you know, staying safe at, yeah, at, to a certain degree, you know, and, and nobody's doing anything stupid and things like that. So that, you know, that kind of like, uh, helped re-energize everything. People started feeling a little more safe. And, uh, obviously as the time went on, you know, it's been more and more, uh, it's starting to get the back to normal, you know, finally got back to, you know, what is it like, uh, between Long Island and New Jersey, we have 70 plus teams. Uh, so, you know, really had to work hard to get back to like where we are, but I'm pretty confident in the adult league that we have now, um, that I can continue to grow it, um, expand it nationwide. Um, but also at the same token, you know, uh, there's a lot of good, uh, new stuff coming up. Um, and obviously what fuels the adult is, uh, led by the youth, uh, you know, shout out to all the young flag football players out there. You know, you just got to keep, keep working. Um, never put your head down, always keep working. And, um, you know, no matter what you lose, don't matter. Like just, you get better every day, you know? Um, actually funny story about kind of my, my grandfather and me, uh, we both, uh, actually Michael Jordan too, but so I'm not trying to compare myself to them, but, uh, we all didn't make our middle school teams, I believe. And, uh, that kind of motivated me in sports. Um, at that point I could have just been like, I'm done. You know, I don't want to play anymore. I don't want to play basketball. But that whole summer, uh, I have a basketball hoop on my driveway. Uh, fortunate to have that. And I was like, I was like, all right, every day at night, I'm going to go out, you know, a couple hours at night, a couple hours in the day and just get better. And uh, that's what I did. And the next the next year after that, like my seventh grade year, I was just like a completely different player. Uh, made the team every every year after that. We were on a really good high school team when I got to varsity, uh, we only lost to one team that year. It was Amityville. I played with like two NFL athletes on the team, uh, Trevor Cost and Afani Moma. Uh, they run a good training business, aim precision, but, um, you know, those are my boys. Um, and played, they both played in the NFL. Uh, and we had a really good team and Amityville was the only team that 
We lost two half-court shots. Uh, it was rough. Damn. But, and then we beat East Hampton in this tournament. We actually, uh, so we went to Floyd, and Floyd had this, like, big four tournament, and we were part of it because we were, like, had a really good team. So it was, like, Floyd, East Meadow, us, and I think it was, like, Bayport. And we, like, crushed Floyd on their own floor. They were, like, the football champions that year. Wow. Absolute stud athletes on the team. I had I was like the uh, Draymond Green, like Dennis Robin type player in, in high school, so I was just known for like the enforcer, Terminator they call me, <laughs> <laughs> and I would go out and there was this one play where there was like a loose ball, and we were both diving for the ball, me and the other player, and it's right by the uh, the Floyd bench, and all the guys on their team must be like from the from the starting point guard to the twelfth man, six foot five minimum, you know nobody's short over there. So I come flying in, I'm just like crazy dude. And I elbow one of their players elbows into the floor. And I'm just like, and the whole crowd's like yelling at me, like cursing at me, you know, like, and it's a good game, you know? So like, uh, the bench, was, I, I did that. I looked up the bench, just all look shook. They look at me <laughs> and they're like, this is a crazy ass wipe, you know? <laughs> so I walk over to my coach and I thought he was going to be pissed. And he's like, that's what I'm fucking talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's an awesome story. Yeah, but, but either way, you know, it just shows like the motivation I kind of had, um, just like to never give up, to always keep going. Um, no matter what, like, even if you get pushed down, you gotta, you gotta adapt. You gotta move forward. Um, don't matter what you do, you can make money in anything. You just gotta be passionate about it. Um, and that's what I learned, you know, it's just like, you can do anything. You can, you can make money in anything in life. Um, it doesn't really matter what you do. Um, you know, as long as you love it, you'll, you'll be able to make money in it and you'll figure out a way to make money in it. So no matter what you want to do, um, you know, just, just keep going, never give up. Right. Yeah. And yeah. just focus on like the future and yeah. focus on what you can control and move forward with. And that's what I was, that's what like been my mindset, um, since I started and I never, never stopped. You know, I could have said, Oh, I'm a low equity partner in legends. And I'm, you know, I'm like not, uh, getting the time that I put into it and I'm not like, you know, whatever in that regard. Right. But I, you know, I didn't, I just kept going. I knew that everything would like work out eventually. Um, and you know, whatever it was, whatever the outcome was, I was just ready to, you know, be successful and be driven, motivated. So fortunate that I was able to land, you know, Long Island Legends, uh, revamp it, make it uh, a lot better, you know, over time, uh, last few years. And, you know, now the goal is just keep moving forward. Um, you know, which was the goal when I bought it out, but, uh, you know, expand nationwide and all that. So, you know, just really focused on that and just, you know, continue to showcase what we have with the highlights and all that and just give guys a stage to perform, you know, keep shouting guys out, whatever it is, cool promo videos or, um, you know, whatever we got to do, just keep it moving and, and keep that interactive flow of, uh, of legends that everyone loves. Yeah. You're a walking example of, uh, adapting to certain situations. And I'll say that there is a Greek proverb that is, um, I don't know if it's famous or not, but it goes, um, there's permanence in change where there's always going to be change. That's going to be something that's always constant. And that's, I think the thing that you're trying to hearken on. Um, if you want to go back to March and all of this time, what you've learned from the pandemic as you've experienced it in real time. And now we're in almost in May. What do you think you learned about yourself during this whole time? Uh, I mean, probably just persistence. Um, you know, just like basically if you're not going to do it, nobody's going to do it. You know, like if you're not going to get it done, nobody's going to get it done. You know, it's like 
if you're not going to send that message or comment or promote this gaming tournament, you know, the video games that uh, tournaments that I was running, nobody was. So it was like, I got to do as much as I can and then get to a point where I can actually have people around me that are supporting the same thing. And, and really everybody's working together to, uh, for the same goal, you know, whether they're getting paid to do it or, um, you know, we're in promotion together or collaboration together and I'm promoting them and they're promoting me, whatever it is. Um, and then giving these guys a stage where they can, you know, win some money, right. At the, at the, at the tournaments and stuff. But, um, you know, over time, you know, I stuck with, uh, what I believed in stuck with my instincts. Um, you know, when the pandemic hit, I wasn't sure what was going to happen, but, um, I'm very happy to, uh, be where I am now. I'm very appreciative, like, you know, of this season going on right now. Um, you know, never take anything for granted, you know, always got to like really focus on what, what we have, what we can control. Um, but you know, if something does happen, just, you know, adapt and move forward. You know, you don't want to sit down and just, you know, think, Oh, what if, what if, what if, you know, cause then you just like wasting time on, you know, what you can do and what you can actually make a difference with. Um, so that's really what it's about. You know, um, there's a lot of guys, you know, shout out to all the, like I said, you know, players in Long Island that, uh, they've been playing for, uh, almost 10 years, you know, and, uh, we just, we're approaching 10 years with legends and I felt like it was a need to really do like a big hall of fame. So that's what we did. Uh, you know, gave, uh, a lot of thought to it with, uh, multiple championships was a big key cog of, you know, who is going to be in the hall of fame. Uh, if you have multiple championships, then you have more of an uh, opportunity to kind of showcase like, okay, yeah, like I'm a hall of famer, you know, kind of, I was just like thinking like, okay, like let's do something cool for them. And, uh, I handpicked and also consulted a lot of the championship teams, all the guys who had multiple championships. We have a little category on our website that if you have two or more trophies, you get into a different like level. So it's cool. It's cool to promote and give these guys, a. uh, an individual accomplishment that they kind of just feel like they earned, you know, it's like, Oh shit. Like I've been, I've been putting my years in, you know, I put my time and I got championships. I got, you know, I got success to my name, you know? So it was cool. We created some shirts, we gave them out, um, and whatnot. But, um, I kind of lost the train of thought that I, <laughs> I was answering. There, I will say though, you are single-mindedly focused on making Long Island legends better. So that's what your train of thought is at right. all times. But Correct. Before we get into more of Long Island Legends, I want to go back. I know you touched upon some of your exploits that happened in high school, but I want to go all the way back to where you grew up. What did you play growing up? What did you play in middle school? And then um, go back to high school and then also in college. For sure. Uh, I mean, like anyone, I think I played soccer. I was, uh, my dad always jokes that I was like the worst soccer player ever. Um, but, you know, I, soccer wasn't my sport. You know, I was just, uh, you know, I always played soccer and then I kind of moved on to the football aspect. Um, my mom was always very like, you can't play football cause like the, you know, the contact and stuff. So she had me playing like cross country one year cause I, I had like a hurt ankle and I was like the worst cost cross country runner of all time. Yeah. I don't, I don't, <laughs> broken ankles and yeah. running. It was like this, let's do this so you can heal up. It's like, okay, let me run for miles. So, <laughs> which is so different than like football, basketball, but I mean, either way, um, you know, definitely started out, you know, always, um, you know, playing basketball. That was like my number one sport, uh, basketball, you know, I got into football, maybe like eighth grade. Uh, my uncle was like starting quarterback for Georgetown. So like some of the guys thought I was going to be like a quarterback in football, but I was, I have no arms. So, um, and then my grandfather actually was, uh, St. John's, uh, he won a couple championships with them. So, uh, he was under Lapchak and Karnaseka. 
So, you know, growing up, it was always like basketball, like you're going to be a basketball player. Um, so uh, I was focused on going to camps. I went to like all American camp. I think one year I went to like a couple different camps just to kind of get better. Um, definitely made me better, like going to camps and practicing all the time, but um, definitely started out like all different sports. And I'm, you know, sometimes I wish maybe I honed in on one sport, um, which a lot of guys down South do, you know, you, they play year round. So they were like, Oh, I play football all year. I play basketball all year. So I didn't really have that opportunity to do that. Cause it was always like, you know, nasty weather and like the winter and fall and like, you don't want to be outside. Nobody wants to be outside. So it's like, you have to get gym time to play and get better. So you have to be in a league or you have to be in like a travel team. So, right. um, so I never like played on any like big time travel teams and stuff like that. But um, you know, I always played, uh, you know, went around to different neighborhoods, played basketball. Um, I was like, you know, playing out there. They was like calling me like the Steve Nash, you know, I was always like playing ball. So, um, you know, I, I have some of my best friends. We all, uh, met during playing basketball. So basketball is definitely like a, a big part of like my upbringing, just like growing up, um, a, a big sport that I always like loved, you know, I was a big Knicks fan, still am, but uh, you know, they're doing pretty well right now, but you know, I never get too, uh, hopes high. Cause I know like there's a couple of teams out there that if they do play them in a seven game series, it's very hard to beat. But, um, I think eventually they'll get like another stud or two, but, um, they don't have it yet either way. Um, you know, basketball has always been my main thing and, uh, you know, I always played different, you know, different stuff growing up. Um, you know, baseball was also big. Uh, so, I could have been like a really good baseball player in, in college, mm-hmm. but I decided to forego like my senior year in high school because my knees were like kind of tough. And the coach, it was the same coach as basketball. He wanted me to play. Um, he wanted me to play baseball and be a catcher every game. So I was like, oh, like my knees are already tough for this. So, um, but I was like a really good, you know, solid hitter. I was um, senior year. I was definitely like ready to, um, you know, really do well. But, you know, at that point, um, I just wanted to have fun. And then that's kind of, you know, converted into college. And it was like, all right, you know, I had a really good time and, you know, everything. And, you know, look back, obviously no regrets and stuff like that. Um, But there's like so many different paths you can take now. And if I had the knowledge now that I had back then, then obviously maybe I would be honing in on one sport. Maybe I would be, you know, focused on, you know, honing on one skill set, you know, and like Steph Curry, you know, he's like, he practices every day and, you know, even like, you know, uh, RIP, you know, Kobe Bryant, um, obviously that's a tough topic, but like, you know, he's like, he always had that mentality. Like if you're not practicing as hard as you play, you know, like you're not gonna, you're not gonna get better. Mm. And that was like, that's always like something I love, like just people working hard, um, doing the right thing and just focused on what they can control and just stay in your lane, you know, stay in your lane, focus on what you control and, work hard, have fun. You know, that's what life, that's what life's about, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. And, and I'll say that, um, I'm not surprised about what led you to, you know, start a flag football league, but I am interested because, you know, for me, I always thought that when you're after college, you're still trying to find your athletic fix. Right. And I know there's a lot of basketball leagues and you really, the thing when, when you do adult leagues, it's like, you have to really practice in order for you to be real competitive. Yep. It's one of those things where it really shows if you only play yeah. during the day that you have the game. Yeah. And take that from somebody that refs adult leagues all the time. Uh. You tell somebody doesn't really practice. They're right. just here to get a sweat. And you know, half of the people are in it for cardio. Some people are in it for blood. Yeah. And it's really hard to, to manage that. But I think the perfect sweet spot especially for the moves to translate, is flag football, Yeah, right? Because a lot of it has a lot of the same 
type of movements. Yep. It's the same type of contact, especially yeah. on the five-man level. How did you discover flag football, and when did you start like really getting passionate about that? Um, I think it was actually in college, and in college I was like, um, I kind of ran like a flag football team, and I was in a fraternity, so we had like our own little flag team, and uh, I was like, you know, maybe like the number two receiver or you know tight end or whatever, and it, they had like an eight man league, so we were playing. And I had like a nice squad. I picked up uh, my boy, Randall. He, he's like a partner with AIM with uh, Trevor. And he's like, you know, ridiculous athlete. You know, he came to Albany to be like a cornerback. A and they won a couple championships as he was like the number one corner. But his freshman year when he was redshirted, I believe, I was like, I was like, yo, come play quarterback for me. <laughs> and he's like running around like Lamar Jackson. Nobody can tackle him. And just throwing up Hail Marys to me and I would be like catching for touchdowns. So it was, it was awesome. And that's when I like kind of like realized like, oh, flex football is like awesome, honestly. Mm. Like, you can play it like for a long time. So yeah. um, at that point when I got back home, I was like, all right, let me look up some flag football. Let me start my own team. And that's where I came up with like Duck Dynasty. And we were running like a bunch of my friends and a couple different people across uh, Long Island. And, you know, I think we won uh, – we won like one year in a Long Island flag football league, like a winter championship. Mm -hmm. And it was cool. Like, but we, we had to play like maybe like five games that day. So it was kind of rough. Yeah. And it was like the winter time. So, but I, I love playing in the winter. I always love playing in the snow. That's like how I grew up. Like, all right, you know, let's, uh, I had a couple of like birthday birthdays in the snow where you like just play football, you know, which is dope. When's and, your like, birthday? Uh, Halloween. October 31st. Yeah. Crazy birthday. Go ahead. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> but um, either way, um, you know, and, and like the birthdays, I would have my uncle come down. He'd be throwing like a 70-yard bombs in, on the field because mm -hmm. he's a starting quarterback for Georgetown. So it was like, oh, shit. Is his name Uncle Rico? Uh, no, close. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. no. <laughs> uh, Keith, yeah. But he was, uh, he was like a monster. But um, he actually, you know, had to stop because of injury and things like that. But um, you know, it's anyone in football, like injuries happen, it's tough, you know, maybe you move on to coaching or, or refereeing or, you know, uh, uh, whatever you want to do, you know, just, um, different aspects of sports and football. Um, but, uh, tying back to, um, what we were just talking about. Um, you don't remember? <laughs> <laughs> I always get off track. So I'm like, no, I was saying, how did you, um, you, you discovering flag football. Right. So, yeah. So, so basically, yeah. So I was playing in those winter league. We won the winter championship and, and whatnot with duck dynasty. And then, um, we had a team like every season and then that's when like my friend came down, he'd even play on the team and he's my best friend. He like came down to the, my boy's basement. He was like, Oh, you guys want to start a flag football league? <laughs> and we're like, what? You know, like kind of idea is this? And he's like, no, I'm serious guys. I'm serious. Let's we like, we should start a flag football league and like the more we thought about it, it was like oh wow there's only like one in long island and like i was really like kind of upset like when i was playing it sometimes and like um you know like a lot of people i talked to like were a little upset uh or whatnot and i was just like all right let's do it so i actually put my team in the league and played an eight man and you know we had a nice little like you know i think it was like a eight to ten team league for eight man and then we had like an eight or 10 team league for five man or something like that. Um, either way, it was cool. It was like our first season ever I was playing. Um, there's a lot of guys who were playing that season who are still playing now, which, which is really cool. Um, a lot of hall of famers were playing that day. Um, but, uh, you know, it was just like competitive, you know, we're playing at like Suffolk college 
in Brentwood and everybody was like, Oh, you playing at that college still? You know, it's always just like a throwback. And, um, it's cool. Cause like we have all the, the, the videos. So it's like, if people ever want to go back and say like, you know, let me go back to see uh, Duck Dynasty in 2012. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yeah. they can go back to 2012. I hate how grainy it is now, right? Those yeah, 2012 it's, pixels. It's tough. Yeah, it's <laughs> tough. But like, you can still tell what's going on, so yeah. it's pretty cool. I, I definitely like, you know, I love like the HD and the 4K and stuff like that. Um, obviously, it's you know nothing can beat it, but you know it's cool. It's like you know you can go back as far as you want, you know, and you can also change the uh, if you know depending upon how far you go back, you can change the quality to each video and the three dots or whatever. So a lot of guys don't realize that. Um, and they ask me like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. And I like tell them how to put the 1080 HD on it on the YouTube uh, video. Cause I think you have to change it each time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they're like, Oh shit, I can see like myself being a lot better, you know? So it's but, less pixelated. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, it's, it's cool that it like goes back that far, that much history. Um, but I was playing that year. It was, a, you know, I was duck dynasty, serious business, uh, you know, Land shark, uh, land sharks, I believe, uh, SSC sharks, uh, skulls, skulls. I think the skulls were playing like that that year. Uh, the Goonies, the Goonies are like the first eight man eight champions ever. I just saw that movie recently too. Goonies, not yeah. for the first time, but I just it. haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah. I've actually never seen. Oh, it. you got to see it. It's, yeah. really it's a well made movie. Yeah. I can't believe it was made in like eighty five. It was crazy. Oh, wow. nice. It's beautiful. I got to watch it. I think it was on Hulu or something that I, I, think I like went over or something. Disney Plus. Oh, is it? Okay, so yeah, I'm on both, but yeah. yeah. Either way, um, yeah. So the Goonies were like the first eight man champions. Uh, HMD was the first five man champions, and from there. It, uh, you know, we had like cool plays of like the, them winning the championships the next year, I believe the skulls came in and that was their first year. And they're, uh, they're still playing today in the eight man, a division and they won the eight man league the, the next season. So they came in, they won, um, they had all these, you know, crazy catches and, you know, really solid team. Um, and they still play today. So a lot of hall of famers on that team skulls. Uh, and then, you know, it's just the development of every season now just every team is like so good now so yeah. it's like you know everyone's so uh honed in on like their team getting better so every year everyone gets better so that's what it's about you know the competition has only got better like this is our best eight man eight division ever um you know we have like the dogs to the ducks to the demons to uh skulls i know all I those guys mentioned. yeah and then all the way to uh you know serious renegades who have like you know multiple championships with mm-hmm. us um uh, they were actually like split up for a little bit. They were the Renegades, Serious Business, and they kind of split up. Uh, a lot of the athletes, Serious Business, um, they're finally back on the team, and they're just like you know back to where they were, which is you know awesome because that you know it's very competitive. The Freeport all day Freeport team, um, they just beat the uh, they just beat the Renegades, so they have a really good team right now. Um, actually, the quarterback Frio, I was actually going to probably bring him on soon, but he was the quarterback for the renegades for so long. So, you know, when, uh, this season was coming up, they decided to go with the serious business quarterback that they've had for a while. So Frio actually was like, all right, I need a team. And I matched them up with, uh, Freeport and their team is like, uh, they're calling them like Frio port, you know, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny though. It's, it's, uh, it's very good energy, good vibes out there. Uh, even though it's very physical and everyone's competing, you know, try to keep it clean. <laughs> You know, try to keep uh, try to keep everyone like under control and kind of just like you know that that competition level is so high, but the referees you know really have to do a really good job of yes. just like you know monitoring and regulating yes. the game and making sure you know nothing happens overboard. You know, yeah, yeah. From my perspective, eight man game, um, they constantly tell me like you need to flip, you need to stop doing five man and do eight man. You know why I'll never do that? 
because it's it's too much, man. It's too. I would rather work a yeah. lot shorter and have a little yeah. fiefdom of of yeah. ten players on the on the field as yeah. opposed to just everyone just colliding and, For and sure. being upset. But you know, I get it, and I will say that when I do eight man, I do put my heart into it. But you know, I think that's also a testament to your leadership. And you know, I, I did want to go into the presence of mind, knowing all the way back in two thousand and twelve that the media was going to be a big thing, that you had the presence of mind of documenting everything and then having those top 10 plays because, you know, it, it seemed very flashy at the time, but now it seems like a necessity, yeah, right? For so sure. just talk about how, you know, you had the presence of mind of doing that and then also how much has it evolved from from 2012 all the way to the present time in 2021? Yeah, so when like when we, when we first decided to start doing that, it was like nobody was doing it. It was like, like we were the first, like, uh, for like a lot of leagues out there or like leagues that weren't even uh, like around that back then. And I was just like, yo, like we should just like record the plays, you know, like we should record all the plays and get top plays and, and post up the highlights and things like that. And guys were just like, they were like, okay. And we have actually evolved from, from that to where we are now um, to a point where it's like, now we want every play and now we want the whole game and now we want the full game. So it's really just evolved like so much since back then. And, you know, guys don't realize, but, you know, it's the teams really want to see like the full game. They want to watch film. They want to get ready for the next week. You know, they want to just like they watch it to like to watch it as well. And they post it up in their social media. It's like a really cool factor. And it's like, you know, not a lot of you have to put a lot of work into it to make it possible. But, you know, not a lot of leagues kind of see that and they oversee it and they kind of just don't like, you know, uh, they really focus on maybe some cool promo video stuff and like stuff that looks really cool, maybe like some cool photos, but they don't hone in on like, all right, I need to get every play with like the best angle and I need to feature these guys and give them, you know, a stage perform, put them, you know, pregame huddles, you know, postgame huddles, speeches, you know, and interviews, you know, things like that. And that's actually where we've developed to. It's like, you know, back then it was just like, you know, we'd be lucky to get every play or all the top plays, you know, now we get every play. So, um, and then on top of that, we bring extra stuff where we have interviews, um, you know, obviously something like this where we, you know, doing like a cool podcast, right. And kind of just like that, like cool media, that cool extra media that you give, um, you know, cool promo videos, giving guys a stage to kind of come down, you know, pay them to get videos. And then on top of that, they get a cool promo video that can, they can show, showcase their work. Um, so it's like, you know, always on the same, you know, good energy flow, uh, everybody kind of focused on, you know, uh, getting to one goal together. Um, so, you know, it's really cool to kind of get so many people involved, um, give more opportunities to whether it's, you know, referees or it's uh, filmers or, uh, you know, guys just wanted to start up and, you know, do photos and videos, whoever it is, you know, it's, it's awesome. Honestly, it's like, I've always been a big media person. Um, you know, the photography and video, uh, that's always been a part of me since maybe like 20, uh, 2013, 2014, uh, I was always a big marketing person. So when I started doing marketing in 2011 with G Fuel Energy, um, and G Fuel Energy is a, uh, you know, uh, energy drink company that, uh, they started out, uh, as a Gamma Labs. And basically I kind of was like an intern and got to a point where, um, I was doing a lot of the marketing for G Fuel Energy and it was cool. It was like, you know, um, you know, honing on my, my skill set of marketing and video. And I just, you know, came to a point where it's like, okay, I want to like, 
take the next step and, you know, really just like focus on different things. So I started, you know, uh, I asked the video guy that was working there, like, Oh, what video stuff should I buy? And he gave me the idea to buy like a Canon, you know, 5d. And I was like, Oh shit, like this looks dope. This looks serious. So I was watching some videos where you can kind of see like the freckles on guys faces, uh, you know, and like sweat dripping down someone's, someone's face. So I was like, Oh damn, this is like what I want to do. So I bought the video stuff. I started shooting photo and video and that's basically like my side, you know, side gig as well, where I'm just like shooting a lot of weddings or promo video or, um, photography or whatever it is. Um, and it kind of just like always like kept my flow of, uh, interactive media, always focusing on media, just like that part of my brain just always was rolling, you know? So like doing legends, it actually helped it, you know, it is, it, it, uh, you know, implementing more of a media approach, you know, instead of just like, uh, a league approach, you know, it's just like everything needs to be recorded and, uh, highlighted, you know? So it was like a cool, uh, a cool sense that I've always had from like the marketing standpoint, going into video, shooting more video and taking that and just like, you know, installing that same approach into different businesses. And that's, uh, kind of like where, um, my mentality and my video approach comes from. It's just like, I've always been a videographer, photographer guy. So, I always had that like creative mindset. I always wanted to be creative and get like a cool video. And that kind of leads me to act like to, you know, anyone could do it. You know, if someone's a kid that's always on social media and he's recording, you know, cool videos and he's recording himself, you know, whatever it is. Um, you know, one day that could actually be a skill set. You know, that could be something where he hones in on and says, okay, I'm going to spend X amount of time on social media and message people. And then on top of that, I'm going to get like cool videos and, you know, enhance a brand and create a brand, you know? So anybody could do it. You know, anybody who really focuses on media and like guys like today that are crushing it, like Jake Paul and uh, the Paul brothers, like they're really big media guys. So um, without media, they wouldn't be where they are, you know? So it's like, you really have to be adapt, you know, adapting to the media that there is now and, um, you know, even just improving it, you know, every season. So I would never get complacent. I was always, you know, want to improve. And like, you know, it's funny because yesterday uh, one of the guys was like, oh, you should have two filmers instead of one. And I'm like, all right, well, if you want to pay a little more, you know, I'll make it work. So, and I posted something on my story and like guys wanted it, you know? So it's like, okay, all right, I guess we're going to do this. The people have spoken <laughs> again. So, you know, always trying to improve it, you know, always trying to move forward and uh, make it better. You know, if, if you get complacent and you're like, happy and satisfied, you know, that's like not where you want to be. Maybe you're like, want to think about doing something else, you know? So I'm like, I'm always like, all right, you know, I'm passionate about it. So I just always want to like come up with the next, next best thing and something new that like people can experience. Yeah. The marathon continues and I'm definitely a kindred spirit when it comes to the media stuff. And I guess the thing that where we would diverge, but you've kind of dabbled into is the refereeing portion. And of course, this is the rant. So I want to put you on notice that we're going to start talking about <laughs> officials. Okay. But, you know, I, I always wanted to know, you know, especially like in the beginning, the first iteration of your undertaking when you had other partners and you were trying to figure out this whole thing. I know that there was a different regime when it came to the refing, And it was more of the old school style where they get the assigner's fee and then they get them. And then, you know, it wasn't as customer service centric as you, as opposed to like the nepotism that's involved where, you know, this is my boy. I'm going to give him as many games and I don't care. There's not going to be any repercussions if they're not giving the elite customer service that I expect if I was going to be refing the game. And I know you had to basically clean house and probably retain a couple of people. But, you know, going back even in, during your playing days and then all the way to now owning it, you know, with partners and now without partners, um, what has your perception of officials been during this whole time? Yeah. So like, 
you know, when we started out with it, it was like, okay, what do we do? Like, what do we, you know, it's like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what refs to get. I don't know who can ref. Um, so I think we decided to go with like a few different assigners to start out. Um, obviously, you know, maybe one assigner was a little better than the next. And as we went on, um, you know, it was kind of like, okay, like the assigners are assigning the games. So it made it super easy for us. But, you know, as you know, in life, you know, sometimes easy isn't the way, isn't the best way, you know, sometimes the hard way is the best way. So, um, I didn't realize, you know, we really didn't realize how impactful the refereeing could be. Um, when we started out, we didn't realize like what, you know, how to like hone in and fix it. Or like if something popped up, how, like what we can do to like make it better. Uh, we weren't really sure like what, like what we were kind of getting into with the referees and the assigners and things like that. So, um, you know, we've had assigners for like so long, uh, at least seven years, you know, in the first seven years. And, um, you know, I think every assigner did their, did their part and, you know, um, you know, there was no, there wasn't like many issues and things like that, but I would say the main thing that I wanted to change when I, you know, took over Long Island Legends was basically to hone in on getting the best referees who, you know, make the right calls, who know the rules, who present themselves in the best way possible, have good energy, good, good vibes. Um, I always tell that, you know, when I first took it over, I was like, all right, guys, like, you know, you guys are all here for a reason. Um, you know, we had our first meeting in person and I was like, you know, uh, you guys, you know, I want you to have good energy and I want you to have fun. Like, I don't want you guys to come out here, like, just like wanting to get paid and go home. Like, I don't want you to have that attitude where, you know, something went wrong when the night before or the day before or the week before and you come to the field and you're like pissed off and then you start cursing at the players and you start like, you know, being like, uh, oh, this is my show. So like I control this shit. Like, you know, you can't do that. You can't like, you have to be like very communicative with the players. You have to be able to talk to the players. You have to have good energy. You have to have a good attitude. Um, and you have to have fun. If you're not having fun out there, the players are going to see, and then you start, you you know, you you obviously have to make calls and you have to, you know, be involved in the game. Um, but at the same token, like, you know, you see some of the best referees out there, they're very confident. They look like they're having fun. They're like, you know, they're making the right calls. Um, obviously there'll be some intense situations where you're, you know, it's kind of tough to get through, but at the same token, it's like, you know, you want to have that good energy because if you're not, if you go to the field and you're pissed off, then you're going to cause the player to get pissed off at you because you're not talking to him. And then you want to shut him out. So that's actually a key cog that a lot of referees do is they shut players out. And that's something that I tried to preach uh, to not do. And I was like, you cannot shut players out. Like if you guys do that, then I, you know, maybe I just, you're just not like, this is not right for you. So, Mm. um, so basically I was just like, you got to talk to the players. If they get, if they get really bad in terms of like, you know, abuse and like getting in your face and things like that, then tell me and I'll handle it. You know, just like, don't respond to the players. Don't get personable, you know, don't get personal with them in terms of like feelings, but be, be like personable in terms of like, you know, I can talk about a call. Like, what'd you call there? Can I talk about it? You know, um, you know, things like that. And that's where we wanted to install like the booth review challenges. Um, and we installed the booth review challenges. When I took it over, we installed different, um, aspects of, 
um, the referee portion that was never around. So like when I first installed the booth review challenges to the referees, everyone was like kind of, um, and I talked about it with a few people too. They were like hesitant. They were like, oh shit. Like, I don't know what to expect with that. It's uh, booth review challenges. So how are they really going to be efficient and work? And actually, you know, they've worked actually really well. Um, you know, two challenges a game. Um, we have the video guy recording every play. Um, so maybe they don't get the best angle sometimes, but at the same token, like we have um, video to actually look at because I want them to get the call right. I don't care, you know, who wins. I don't care who loses. I do care about the league and the players, but I've never been biased in that aspect. Uh, I care about like one team just as much as the next, even though, even if they're like the most hated team in the league and I say like some compliments, I still care about like their team and their players. And I never like said like one team's, you know, super a lot better than the next and like nobody can win because any given Sunday, my favorite movie of all time. And maybe one day I'll give you that speech from Al Pacino um, where he gives that uh, speech in the locker room uh, towards the end of the movie. I re like recited that word for word. So maybe someday I'll, I'll give you that. But, um, you know, uh, that's um, basically what it's about. You know, you just have to um, uh, going back to the referees, um, you know, and really just talking about the referees, I think as a whole, um, you know, you really just have to hone in on being a good referee, positive energy, uh, you know, being personable with the players and then just keeping the, uh, you know, keeping the game moving. Um, if guys get out of line, throw penalties, throw them out the game, whatever you got to do, just, you know, keep, keep the game around. Don't like cause anyone to go extra. Don't cause anyone to have to be pissed off because you're not making penalty, you know, calls that are obvious, you know, just be like into the game, you know, don't be on your phone. Don't like be on your phone, you know, out there like, Oh, like, uh, Oh yeah. I'm assigning like, you know, different games and something else while I'm doing this or whatever it is. Right. So you just have to kind of be like in the game, you know, you can't like, if you're going to ref be in the game, that's it. You know, that's, I'm not, you know, we're not asking for like a lot more, but, um, we have a good, you know, good portion of referees that kind of have followed that mode and, and flow. Um, and just, you know, obviously you always got to fix it. And I love going younger. You know, I love like getting these young guys involved. Obviously you probably do with a lot of young guys yourself yeah. mm -hmm. because, um, you know, you're always focused on, you know, getting the next person around you better, uh, which I love, you know, you really want to make like the next person around you better at what you do. And, you know, competition is never something that you want to just say like, Oh, you know, he does the same thing as me. So I need to hate him or like, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, it's like, Oh, you, uh, you were in a flag. Like, Oh, Hey, Hey, you know, it's like, I don't do that. You yeah. know, it's like for me, like everybody's focused on, getting better together. Um, you know, you all have your own little, you know, brand or whatever it is, right. Um, tournaments, you know, if you're all working together and everyone's working towards the same goal, then, you know, that that's like what it's about. So, you know, even if you're just giving props to a league that you'll never even work with, you know, like I do that a lot. I, you know, there's a, a league elite sports association in Philadelphia and I always watch their stuff cause he's posting videos nonstop. So I love that shit, you know? So I'm like just as much of a into the game as a player would be. Um, I'm always watching lives. I'm always like, you know, I watch, sometimes I watch a team in the other league, you know, I watch their lives, you know? So it's like, you know, even at the field, sometimes when I'm at the field and I'm recording video, I go to my phone, I go to the Instagram and I'm watching a live from another team somewhere else, you know? So uh, I love the game right now. Um, it's definitely got to a point where like I'm invested in the game and I'm like really excited, like where I am, where I am now. I love, you know, the flag football aspect of sports where, you know, you can kind of be super athletic, um, and really good about five man. And then you can be like a beast and be like a really good eight man lineman. And, and, 
even to the five man D guys, right. Who just like come off their couch. They've never played football in their life and they come win a championship. It's like a really good feeling to kind of feel that like you gave someone who wouldn't have had that opportunity otherwise to come out, win a championship and bring it home and kind of like have that feeling, you know, it's like really hard to fit that, uh, feeling everywhere. And it's very satisfying to me because, you know, it's like, Oh, you, you know, you kind of like put that out there so they can win it and feel like that, you know? So, um, I want to kind of give that to everyone because growing up, you know, Long Island doesn't get the best, uh, PR for whatever reason, you know, if you, if you live on Long Island and you grew up in Long Island for some reason, you know, colleges don't look at you like as much as, you know, now it's maybe a little different, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know, back in when we were growing up, it was like, there was nothing. It was like, you know, you're, you you did not have any trainers. There's like a ton of trainers now, but you didn't have any like, you know, top trainers on Long Island that could help you hone down your skills. Um, you didn't have any like stuff like that. So it was like, you know, it was like, oh, he's from Long Island. So whatever, you know, so, but like now it's like, you know, it's, it's actually like looked upon a little better and that's the goal really just keep enhancing Long Island, you know, guys that are playing high school, sometimes they'll come out and they'll play in like the five men divisions and they'll just like go off and it's like, oh yeah, I'm a starting quarterback at like Lindenhurst or wherever. Mm, and it shows. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like he's throwing dimes, you know, whatever it is. Um, but, uh, it's cool. Cause like, you, you're kind of like keeping everyone active, you know, guys that maybe want to get back into the NFL, like they're coming down and playing and keeping themselves in shape and keeping themselves in the competition. Um, which is cool. You know, you, like your giants, uh, the coach, I think he like follows some of my stuff and, um, you know, some of the players in the league, they follow my stuff and, and, and it's just like a cool feeling to kind of know that like those eyes are on like what you're delivering to social media and maybe like that one receiver who you think could be in the NFL one day, you're giving them a chance to yeah. kind of be that uh, person that everyone's looking at like, oh shit, like New York Giants, let me sign him, you know, hmm. you know, something like that. So I love giving them a chance to kind of be there um, and get closer to their goal, um, whether it's like enhancing their brand uh, that's listed on their page or it's getting into like the league somehow and having like those videos and staying in shape or whatever it is, you know, everyone's kind of utilizing flexible for their own interests. Right. So, um, you know, everybody's a little different, you know, most of the guys just want to have fun, you know, go out and have fun with your friends, which is great, you know? And that's how, that's why when I played, it was like, I just want to go play football and have fun. That's all I care about. I didn't care about when I played, I didn't care about like, you know, all the cool stuff or the money that you win. You just like, you out there, you're having fun. You know, it's like, um, I want to win, but I want to have fun. So it's like, uh, everyone's a little different in flag football and to give them a stage to really, uh, treat it as, as differently as they want is awesome to me. And to give that five man D guy who, you know, never played sports in his life or played soccer his whole life. And he comes out and wins a championship is, is awesome to me. So, um, that's why I'm, you know, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Uh, you know, if you don't love what you do, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And if anybody has seen Sean McCann on a flag football field near you, you know that he's willing to be behind the the camera, behind the video, uh, the iPhone. Um, and he's also willing to ref. How's that experience when you were, when you're refing? How's that for you? Uh, I mean, listen, like being a referee is not easy and I'm not saying it is, uh, you know, the slightest where, you know, you have to deal with guys, you know, left and right. So I think as a whole, it was, uh, it was cool because I was able to kind of deliver like what I was talking about for a while. So be personable, talk to the players, uh, you know, use, utilize booth review, um, you know, really just be in the game, um, 
quick, efficient, you know, no huddle teams. They really, really appreciate the, the speed that you can kind of be up and down the field. So uh, it's cool. You know, it's kind of like you're in the game. I like to ref some tournaments. Uh, you know, one of my buddies run a, runs a tournament from Jersey. So I ref some of his seven on seven tournaments um, uh, or seven man flag football, whatever it is. But, um, you know, it, it's just like cool to kind of be in the game. Uh, you know, even if guys want to yell, get intense, you know, and like get in your face. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you just got to laugh and be like, listen, like, like you want to talk about it? Let's talk about it. But I mean, you yelling, it's not going to help. You're like, you know, so um, try to just like, you know, really be about making the right call. I always want to make the right call. Um, and that's how I think every referee should be. They want to just like make the right call based on what they saw. And then if they, you know, if you utilize booth review and just, you know, make sure that you got the call right, because you think about it, you know, FIFA, right, soccer, um, you know, their challenge system is like one of the best in the world. Um, and I don't know, you know, how NFL can get to that stage, but the fact that they can kind of go overhead and check if the ball passes the post or the line or whatever it is, if you can do that in NFL, where you kind of just have a sense on the ball and look over the end zone and kind of see if it passes the line or first down, whatever it is. Um, that's just like next level shit, you know? So mm -hmm. um, I think that's definitely where the NFL is going to be someday. Like baseball has talked about like having a uh, no umpire strike zone where Ugh, I don't like that. You don't like that, right? I'm an umpire. I don't, I don't know how I feel about yeah, that. Yeah, It is tough, honestly, because like you never know like what's, I don't know. It's like where to cross, you know, or like, Oh, it didn't work this time. I yeah. think, see, I think there's like there's a, a specific algorithm that you know I always talk about with, especially like in basketball and of course in baseball, when a specific umpire's interpretation of a strike zone, you have to adjust to that. For sure, that's how you become a pro. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You can't yeah. just have like an algorithm from a machine. But hey, I could be wrong. So no, I, 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 I think um, as a whole, like you can't argue balls and strikes in baseball, right? And that's in in pro, but like you should be able to at least maybe be able to review it somehow. Cause you know, we're like on a video, like maybe if you had an angle up top and an angle on the side, you know, maybe he just turns around he just like opens something and looks at it, you know, or just like hits a button on his mask and like a video comes down, you know, which would be dope. But, um, you know, I, I think just getting the call right is always like the best way to, to kind of go about like any game. Um, and you know, I know every, you know, most referees that are out there just want to get the calls right. And, they want to have fun. They want to enjoy what they're doing, which, you know, anything you do in life, you want to enjoy what you're doing. So, um, you know, it's definitely not easy, but, you know, I think if everybody kind of focuses on like the main goals and, you know, improving maybe certain areas where they can think they can improve on the referee aspect of it, then, you know, they're going to make more people happy and less people will question what they're doing. Uh, if you're confident and you can ex actually explain rules and you, you're not like, Oh, is it five or, or 10 yards or, or like, yeah, that's not a good look. Yeah. Or, or is it, was that a fourth, fourth down or third? Down? You know, it's like, you cannot, you know, you got to like always be in the game. You can't like forget the downs. You can't like forget, um, the score. Like you kind of just have to be like in the game. If it, whenever you fall out of the game is when the players start getting frustrated. Mm -hmm. And that's like kind of what I've tried to be, explain to guys. It's like, you got to have fun, but just stay in the game. Like, it's like, you know, you're going to have a lot of strat distractions and things, guys yelling at you. You know, just do, do your best, obviously. Like, you know, you have fun, do your best. Try to get the calls right. That's what it matters. And if you have to, use the video guy. So that's mm. what I try to uh, stress to them. Um, obviously, you guys, like, you haven't really been able to do that, like, right, the like using booth review on the field. No, nah, but I'm, listen, I'm, 
I feel pretty confident what I do. No, so no, I, I get I, it. I don't second guess no, no, calls I, that I make. No, I know. I just, it, it, like for me, it was just like, you know, like you don't have to like second guess it, but to have like that extra angle. Absolutely. Is like, no, I know, think it's, I think it's a great thing. Yeah. Cause like then I, I tell guys, I was like, you know, I don't want to like hurt like what you're doing, Yeah, but always check it, you know, like, Listen, you, you know, if you, like, can, if you have the ability to verify, exactly. why not? Yeah, exactly. Right? Why not? So, so yeah, that's, that, that's what I like, uh, the aspect of it. I'm not like, you know, I would have never like, said, yeah, it's, you know? it's not to shun the rest. Yeah, it's exactly. more to verify that. Exactly. Okay. It's correct. Let's, let's get the call right. Exactly. But your experience refing it. Do you think that it'll segue you to ref any other sports or no? Um, honestly, in the past, I've actually refed, uh, I think I've refed some baseball, I umpired baseball. Um, I refed, uh, some I'm trying to think, well, the flag football tournaments that I refed recently. Uh, and then before that, I think I also refed like some basketball games. Um, but, um, honestly, um, I love basketball, but I hate refing basketball. <laughs> so I'm not going to lie. Like, it's just like, it's an acquired taste, man. It's, yeah. It's very, it's, it's a little rough. different. Yeah. It's a little it's different. That's me, why so. I like flag football so much. Cause it's such a, yeah. a deep departure from how serious basketball is. For I sure. mean, look, if you're at Rucker Park and it's a, a, a packed house, I mean, it's, it's a lot of pressure. For sure. It's a lot of pressure. That. Yeah. I can see it's that. not something like you, you just drove two hours to get to the game. Yeah. There's an MC. I mean, there's a reason they call it like home field advantage sometimes. It's crazy. Because it's like, you don't want to make the wrong call at home. No. And then, you know, you got guys threatening your life. Like, come on. Yeah. Man. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I don't, have you ever had that or not? <sighs> Anyone ever threatened my life? No, no nah. one. Yeah. No, because I'm on it, man. I'm not, yeah. I'm never going to put myself in a position where I don't feel confident in my abilities to, yeah. uh, to execute. But sure. um, I, I did want to talk about just all of the players and all the teams that have, you know, paved the way for the 10-year success that you've already been on. If you could just highlight any of the best players and, and best teams that you've had along the way. Oof. Putting That's you tough. on the spot here, bro. <laughs> yeah. That's a tough question because now, you know, guys get pissed up when I, like, you know, didn't have some names in the Hall of Fame. So, like, you know, now they're going to get even more pissed. Well, you could do a little honorable mention. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, so, like, I've told guys, like, I don't have a database of players. So, I, you know, there's always 2022 or 2023. Um, but, um, you know, basically, um, what was the question again? Sorry. I, I just keep getting lost. Track the, the top players and the top, top teams. Top players and top teams. Oh, shit. Over okay. the past 10 years. Well, the Hall of Fame speaks for itself. So, um, that'll be listed on our website soon, but we have it on our Instagram. So that's about like a hundred plus players. What a great I, political answer. I don't, I don't really want to list anyone like specifically cause you know, um, you know, a few of them obviously, but mm -hmm. like they're, you know, they have a couple championships with us. So, um, obviously I don't want to leave guys out. Cause did I, this ceremony or event already happen or no? We didn't actually do it yet. Um, but I did like a, a little like Instagram live thing. Do you have a venue for this place? Uh, I didn't do it. I didn't set it up yet. So okay. I'm still looking for, um, like a location or, you know, whether we want to just do like a legends barbecue on the beach or something. This guy. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's always doing it big. So, you know, I just want to like do something cool, like do something cool. Um, I've already started handing some shirts out, but it doesn't mean we can, we still, you know, we still can have like a ceremony for it and just have guys come down and have fun and, you know, like just like flag football, you have fun. You've been having fun for ten years. You know, legends. So let's uh, let's have fun one more night. You know, one more day, just like chilling, whatever, playing football, barbecuing, um, hanging out, whatever on the beach, whatever. But either way, um, you know, I think that as the number one teams and legends ever, um, this is specifically based on championships. So like the Dream Killers. Uh, they're just like a top team that they have so many. Like they have eleven championships in five men. 
Um, I believe the Renegades have uh, five championships uh, or seven, I believe. Um, and then they have another team, the Spartans, that have a couple championships. Um, the recent championships that we have is the Ducks. They have two championships. Uh, so they were like the hottest team going into spring. Um, but, you know, obviously like the Dogs, um, Demons, um, a lot of these guys are like, you know, top, top teams, the Skulls, uh, the Skulls have three total championships, um, you know, Freeport team they they've always been like top playmakers. So, uh, them getting a big win this past Sunday, definitely like a statement game. Um, so they're going to be kind of scary. So there's a, there's a lot of good teams, you know, it's really hard to like leave guys out. Um, so, you know, sorry if I'm leaving guys out cause it's just like a database of so many leagues and he, teams. He feels and, the text messages coming exactly. once it's published. That's what he feels <laughs> They're right coming now. for me, you know, so, you know, even the five man teams, like I've even posted, like, is this the best five man team ever? Like the dream killers. I posted like the bankies, uh, who has, uh, like, you know, one of the best receivers we have right now in the league, which is, uh, Brandon, Brandon Drumgill. He plays for the Reapers, and uh, he just traveled with the Ducks uh, to play in Ocean City. But um, he's like, you know, absolute monster. You see him on the highlights making one-handed catches every week. Um, but his team was the Bankies, so that was like the five-man team. Bankies, they have like four championships. The Dream Killers have about 11. Um, who else am I missing? The Narps, I think they have a couple championships. They're a really good five-man team. Uh, they also play with Wolfpack, um, but we have a lot of good five-man teams. Uh, the bread and butter is definitely five-man right now. Um, like you said, you know, guys can just, you know, convert their basketball skills to five-man, and it's starting to become more and more common because, you know, guys are like, oh, shit, like, I could play that, you know? Yeah, and, and you then, can extend yourself because I think eight-man is a little too rough, but at the same time, if you want to show your royal oats and, and get that phys- physicality and yeah. and you could do eight man but yeah. i think five man in terms of longevity yeah like the, i mean it depends like obviously if they're just like you know um depends what kind of like body they have too like if they're like a big guy or like a smaller guy they should just play five man but like if they're like a you know pretty you know big dude they can definitely play both uh you know we're saying like basketball to football so like a prime example is like jj moore um, he plays for the Westchester Knicks, um, and, uh, he's like a really good, you know, played for Rutgers, really good basketball player, obviously says, says for itself, right. Um, the success he had, um, but you know, he's a really good receiver. He was there, uh, yesterday just making plays, touchdowns, uh, when he's like, when they're throwing the ball to him, he's like very hard to guard. Oh, he's, he's off like season, right? Six. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's just like an absolute monster. That's so. not fair. Yeah. <laughs> G-, G League players playing yeah. out here? <laughs> Scott. Well, we, you know, we've, we've had a lot of, uh, different athletes, like, um, my buddies who play in the NFL, they played, they played a few seasons, but it doesn't mean, you know, it doesn't mean that you're going to absolutely win that championship that year. Um, cause you never know, you know, anybody could win it. Like I said, any given Sunday. And like I said before, um, you know, we can definitely get something, uh, set up in the future where I kind of talk about the any given Sunday speech where, um, you know, he talks about in Al Pacino in the locker room. Um, I love that movie. I saw that movie in the theater, matter yeah, of fact. Yeah, so I, I like, could like recite that whole speech word for can. word. And actually, funny story about that is in high school when I was a freshman at camp, football camp, um, I was uh, kind of like hazed by the seniors and whatnot. But they were like, it was uh, talent night. So like for the freshmen, it was like, all right. Uh, talent night, you know, get, let's see what talent you got. So I go out and, you know, in front of everyone, everyone's laughing. I'm like this like scrawny freshman and everyone's like laughing at me. And then, um, I start giving the speech and everyone's like, they just complete silence. And I like gave the whole speech and at the end he's like, now what are you going to fucking do? And then like, everyone's <laughs> like, yeah, like everyone's like clapping pumped. So, 
um, you know, I just like, you know, it's always been like, you know, part of like what I was doing. So, um, you know, I've always been around the game and stuff and I love the competition of it and everything. So after everything you said, what do you think of the attributes? What do you think it took to get to where you are at this moment in time as the owner of LI legends? Um, just persistence, uh, motivation and, you know, never giving up, um, really just focusing on like the next best thing you can do. Uh, not getting complacent, always getting better, always uh, focusing on the players and being personable, interactive, posting the next bit, whether it's like the next best photo or video you can post or uh, reposting what they got or getting some cool footage um, or, uh, you know, posting power rankings and standings, whatever it is, you know, like even the smallest thing of just like texting someone, um, you know, just really just, you know, focus on what you can improve, what you can control and, you know, from there, everything will work itself out. You know, God, everything happens for a reason. You know, I, I truly believe that. Um, it's really your own mindset. So whatever, however you want to really uh, live your life and, you know, get be successful in whatever you do, um, you know, you just got to keep going. Um, you know, like I said before, 10% what happens, you know, 90% how you respond to it. So um, just keep going, adapt, and, you know, keep working hard. So, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to get there, so. What's it going to take to get to where you want to go? And ultimately, where do you want to go? Uh, you know, obviously, uh, that that question and answer uh, was different three years ago. But, you know, um, when I invested and revamped everything uh, and, you know, I'm able to kind of say like, OK, I'm like, we're pretty happy where we are now internally. And we want to continue to expand that brand. Um, you know, the goal is to really bring this uh, same experience that. Uh, like I said, you know, five man D guys, you know, average Joes get um, to all the best com- competitors in the cities or states around the nation um, is really to bring this league to different cities. Um, you know, I always love being in California, um, San Diego, uh, San Fran, uh, Arizona is a dope place, uh, Houston, uh, all the way to Florida, um, even the Carolinas, you know, and um the impact that you can have on just like an average person is awesome. Just to kind of like give them a chance to win a championship, get cool videos to go with it. Um, is not, it's something, you know, people aren't really getting that much, um, right now. So I think it's just something that I really want to bring to everywhere and kind of keep that brand growing. Um, you know, it's just one thing is like players can tell like when you care and they, they've like told me multiple times, even like recently, like, you know, we could tell like you care about the league and, you want to like make it better and I could tell, yeah, I can definitely tell. (laughs) So, you know, it's just like, sometimes it's just like focused on the next thing you can do. Um, you know, obviously, um, there's a lot of different things that we are focused on as a whole. Um, and especially with some new, uh, stuff that's coming up with, uh, legends youth, uh, you know, obviously we'll touch on that again in the future, but, uh, uh, but like, you know, anything like just, um, you know, creating the next thing that you can do to be successful in love with you do. Mm. Um, so whether it's staying in the same sport or going, you know, going to a different, going to a different, uh, sport, maybe like legends, basketball, you know, legends, uh, baseball, legends, hockey, whatever it is. We should just change the name of legends to Louisiana purchase. Cause this guy wants to be in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's just, you know, it's cool. You obviously got to have like someone over there too, kind of knows people, Um, but that's all part of the process, you know, um, you know, I wouldn't, uh, be happy like saying this stuff now if I wasn't happy with my own brand. Um, so I'm like, you know, happy internally and I really want to keep that same experience and bring it to, 
you know, places I like to be in because this way I can, you know, travel a little more, you know? So yeah. I, I, uh, I love like being in San Diego, the good weather, you know, who doesn't exactly like San Francisco. So to have a, have an excuse to even just go there and have something where like on Sunday, you know, you have the league running and stuff is awesome to me. So, um, it's definitely, you know, a goal of mine. Um, it's always been since I bought it out, but, um, you know, got a lot of things up our sleeves. Right. And, um, you know, we, uh, uh, we definitely have to just focus on the future and create the next best thing out there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, um, I, I really think that, um, everything will manifest at some point because you are persistent enough to see everything through. Um, and I will say that the last time I was at San Diego, I almost didn't come back because it was that <laughs> yeah, beautiful. But exactly. Aside from the pandemic and also aside from when, um, when you unified the, the ownership and you just transferred it to yourself, if you can describe one of the, what is the most stickiest situation that you've ever had running legends? Oof. Tough question. Uh, stickiest. Let's see. I mean, there have been a lot of, like, sticky situations. Um, I would say, like, this past Sunday, there was, like, a really, really sticky situation. And sometimes things happen where uh, whether it's you lose the field location that you have or you have to deal with, you know, people, you know, fighting on the field, which, you know, I don't, like, condone at all. Like, you should just be playing to have fun. You're, you're paying to play. You shouldn't be out there, like, fighting guys. That's uncalled for but um you know from maybe uh just the beginning you know maybe that's just like the stickiest which is like we don't know where to go you know we don't know what to do just figuring it out and we were kind of like competing against the you know a monopoly so it was like we weren't sure where we were going to take it so um that was probably just like the stickiest not really knowing what we were going to do next Mm. and uh every year you know it's just like you know if you're if you like what you do then just stick with it because at the end of the day, like I loved what I did, but I wasn't sure if I was receiving like the best value for what I was doing. And it was just getting to a point where it's like, it was getting old and it was like, all right, you know, I'm doing so much and I'm not really getting like the return that I, that I want. And I'm just like, you know, I'm I don't like the product that it's turning into. So that's when I was like, all right, it's time to like move forward and revamp it and, 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 you know, turn it into what it is now. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just, I guess, you know, there's always been sticky situations. Um, I never like, I'm just the kind of person that like, if it's like super sticky and I'm like, you know, if I think about it too much, then it's kind of taken away the time that I could like focus on other things. So whenever something happens to me, like, I'm always just like, I never like make outline it. And like, you know, some guys like to kind of just come up with excuses all the time and, and use like one main excuse and say like, oh, well, this happened to me, so, like, I have to be like this, or, uh, you know, this happened to me, so I have to be like this. You know, that's not always the case. I think um, there's always a chance to uh, improve or make changes or get better. Um, You just have to focus on the future, what you can control, um, and just focus on, you know, honing on what you do and honing on what, you know, you can kind of improve for people around you, whatever you do, whether it's, you know, running a flag football league, or, uh, you know, running a podcast or, you know, all the way to, you know, shooting photos or, um, you know, just whether, you know, any sport, you know, anything, teaching or coaching, just, you know, you want to continue on improving the people around you um, and love what you do or and you'll, you'll never work a day in your life is one of the, like, the truest things ever, honestly. So This guy's going to write a whole uh, <laughs> self-improvement flag football book. Yeah. Um, if you can pinpoint, what do you think is the best moment thus far in running Legends? 
Um, I mean, it's tough to say. I would just say like every, I appreciate like every day, like going forward. And I just like, um, you know, obviously there've been a lot of different times throughout legends. Uh, you know, championship days are always really cool. Cause you can kind of like do cool stuff with the champions. And, and it's the culmination of all your hard work that yep. you put in. Yeah. And not just mine, but like the teams and the teams that win. So it's like really cool to kind of like, you know, for them to feel that too, you know, not just me. So it's like, um, I don't know, just as a whole, I feel like, you know, the best days yet to come. Right. So it's like, you know, I'm, I'm just like, every day is great. You know, every like new, new week, new, every, every Sunday that we have, is awesome to me. Like, it's like, you know, um, I can't really point like one best day cause I don't really have any like bad days. So it's like, you know, I, I always have good days and I just choose to have good days, you mm. know, whether it's the shittiest thing is going on and happening to us or happening to me, I still make it a good day. So it's like, I don't know. I can't really like answer that like the best day cause everything is like awesome to me. So it's like, I don't know. I, yeah, yeah, that I makes sense. That, yeah. It's yet to come for sure. <laughs> yeah. um, my final question to you is that um, this league has brought you so much. It's brought you so much pain. It's brought you probably so much anger and frustration, but it's also brought you a lot of joy. It's brought you a lot of connections that you would have never had and it brought you closer to a sport that is growing in the United States and worldwide. What does flag football mean to you? What has it given to you in your life? Um, like I said, I've always been a basketball player, so basketball has always been my main sport. I never thought like I would ever be involved in football or flag football. Um, I just, I liked fantasy football, liked, you know, being around the game in high school. So I never even thought I would be involved this much in football, like the sport of football. Um, but I would say overall, like the best it's ever, you know, done is really just giving me the opportunity to, uh, make people happy that wouldn't be happy otherwise. Um, spread positive energy, um, create a community that guys are happy to, you know, hang out on Sundays. And even if they lose, they still have a good time. Um, you know, really just kind of creating that, creating that vibe and community and that community around that guys can kind of come together and just, you know, forget about everything that week. You know, they might've had the shittiest week of their life and they come play on Sunday and just have a good time, you know? So I think for me, that's always, that's always going to be like the best thing. Um, you know, like I always say, like, you know, guys like would come to me and be like, oh, like a lot of teams this, this year, like you're doing well. Um, and, you know, mo- and they would like try to say money wise or whatever. But like for me, like I always said, like you can make money in anything you do. If you don't like love what you do, then you shouldn't be doing it. So um, for me, I just like I appreciate like everything that it's given me in terms of, uh, you know, creating something that people can go home and like brag about or, uh you know, say they achieve something in terms of that or, you know, create a community, maybe like even enhance their businesses, you know, just like kind of utilize the league and flag football for their own best interest, whatever it is, you know, um, that's like the best for me just cause like, you know, it's tough to, uh, in this day and age kind of create that. And it's tough to bring everyone together and kind of create that, like feel that like, you know, it's like, this is awesome. Like, this is fun. Like I love coming here and playing and, getting all the videos. I want the video, like the post of my social media and things like that, you know? So, um, for me, it's just like, you know, the next best experience you can give them. Um, and players feeling that satisfaction is awesome to me. So, um, that's one of the best parts I like about it. Um, when guys win and they're like, they feel like so like relieved and they worked so hard for like eight, you know, uh, you know, 12 weeks of 
football to kind of get where they where they are. Because um, I've always been in the game, I'll always like be at the fields and show up and be involved in the game. And I watch every highlight. I've literally, um, this is a true statement. Like the first two weeks, uh, we just had week three last yesterday, so I haven't watched week three yet. But I've watched every highlight from five men to eight men, weeks one and two, and all of spring season from New Jersey to Long Island, to five men, to eight men. And, uh, you know, I love what I do. So I love watching all the top plays. I literally handpicked all the top plays. It's like an over an hour long video um, through weeks one and two. Um, I just love being around the game. And, you know, uh, we'll see who makes like those top plays uh, based on, you know, the plays that I picked out. Um, But just being able to kind of like do that. And, you know, like sometimes you'll be like, oh, this is very... uh, tedious or like oh this is uh takes too much time but like at the end of the day the more the more I think about it the more someone you know you think about like what you're doing you're like I mean I could be doing a lot worse things like this is this is awesome to me honestly so yeah that would all that will always kind of resonate with me I'll never like take it for granted um and I think that definitely like kind of keeps my motor rolling because I never take things for granted and I'm always like appreciative and I I just like want to create the next best thing and I want to create the the next best experience for a player in a different city to kind of experience what guys do now in Long Island and guys do in Jersey and guys that win and get championships. I want to like keep creating that and giving them that like cool experience, even if they don't win to come back and come back the next year and use their highlights to get better or whatever it is. Um, but you know, I love the game and um, obviously like I keep saying um, if you don't love it and you know, you're not like raving about it when you go home or, you know, you're not thinking about it all the time. They just, you know, figure something else out to do. It's never too late to kind of think like, all right, you know, maybe I should do this or maybe I should do that, you know. And um, if you dream it, you can do it, you know. So that's your passion, love and um, just just the way you feel about your own league. Um, yeah. It emanates everything that you say. I mean, you've been talking for almost an hour and a half about the things that you've been doing. And first of all, complete respect to you, something that you built from nothing. And I can understand that from making referee rant and making a podcast out of nothing. Yep. Matter of fact, shout out, to, yeah. shout out to Jeff, who was my first episode. He's also a flag so, football ref. So we'll, I know, we'll, man. What's up, Jeff? We'll talk off here. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I really want to thank you for all your contributions and your persistence and just making a product even better. And, you know, I think one of the biggest, most remarkable things about what you've done is that not only do you own McDonald's, you're willing to flip the burgers, you're willing to sweep, the, the floor, you, you're willing to do the dishes, you're willing to take out the trash. And, you know, it says something if a leader is out there also being in the battlefield, in the front lines with all the rest of the soldiers. So I thank you for all your contributions. Much continued success for you in the future. Any final words you want to say before we part ways? Uh, no, nah, I just appreciate you uh, bringing me on Referee Rant. Um, you know, shout out to all the Referee Rant hosts, you know, that you, you do a good job. So uh, they definitely have, uh, you know, a good opportunity, uh, you know, every time you bring someone on that's great you know it's it's uh it's awesome and uh so shout out to referee rant you know shout out to you guys shout out to low island legends uh nj legends usa of legends um you know um and just you know the whole gaming stuff you know i'm sure they're listening to but like either way um i just want you know people to know that like you know it's really just about like you know making it about what you love and owning on your one skill sets that you can do and then expanding outwards from there. So just always keep working, uh, stay humble, keep working and never, never like take anything for granted. Just keep going, you know, whatever it is, some shitty happens, just adapt, just go to the next step. You know, don't, don't stay thinking about it. Just, 
like I keep saying, you know, just not how whatever happens to you is how you respond to it. So just respond the best way you can and you'll be where you are at the end of the day. Basically what he's saying is if you are at McDonald's and a burger is burnt, <laughs> then make sure you just flip another one. Yeah, exactly. For Sean McCann, Long Island Legends, this is Ralph the Ref. This is The Rant. We are signing out. Peace. Appreciate it, man. Peace.